All right, ready? So no, I'm not ready. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so diving so, back. Um, in, oh fuck, fuck! Fuck you the most. Don't you miss me? Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. Jumping back into Metropolis for the first time in over two years, what like struck you watching it? Like, what was your strongest memory while watching the show? What came flooding back to you? You, you know, you know. I think I was overwhelmed by how much better the production quality of this season felt to my memories, to be honest. Um, and I became hyper aware of that when Lois was driving down the. Uh, dark road at night like when she huh? gets abducted in the episode <laughs> and I was like do they have exterior shots that were like not on WB lot ever <laughs> and this probably pro- this probably is on WB lot I've just never seen it um, but there's something about it and I was just like there's an overall quality and comfort and like they get the show it feels like they actually knew know what the show is in this episode to me and my memories of it is just like a bunch of chickens running around with their heads cut off, <laughs> cut off kind, kind of, you know? And that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it has been you know, two years. Um, and But this felt like it knew what it was and that it was confident in itself. Um, okay. And I also remember Jimmy, and I miss him. I don't know why he's not here anymore, which is very frustrating for me because he was suave. Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to Lois and Clark. The new podcast of Superman. I almost forgot half the title. I'm Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Albertson. And we are here without without a moment's delay um, in our schedule to talk about 303. Welcome back to Metropolis, dude. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. So, uh, I mean, like, we just talked about it, but like, can I confirm that you have not watched a single episode of this show over th- since we recorded 302? <laughs> of course not. Okay. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I got that in my head yesterday because like bef- not having done this in forever with you, jumping back into it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to our a, a past episode or two. And I did this last night to just like kind of get the vibe of like what the show was. And it reminded me of like stuff we're supposed to do at the end. And so, so it was a good, it was a good exercise. But at one point you're like, yeah, I could see rewatching like three or four episodes of this show, including this specific episode we talked about. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that he did that. You know me so well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, not, not like not a single urge, not a single urge to go back. Uh, I'm not a big rewatcher of things. I don't do that at all. Normally. No, I do. I do. But it's not like often, you know, like I'm constantly trying to watch new shit. And sure. um, There are very, there's probably a list of like 25 to 50 movies that I will watch over and over again at any time. But it's not, that is also not on my agenda unless I'm, I'm working on something that those things are possibly relevant to. Sure. Or like showing somebody, like I love showing Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. So I I get, I get to show. um, Obviously welcome to the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's fun showing anyone, anything or, or watching something that I've never seen. Like you and I, you and I watched uh, 
Oh, right. What is it, Buck Rogers? I uh, forgot. It's not Buck Rogers. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. We finally, Gordon. we finally watched Flash Gordon, which uh, and like just like a peek behind the curtain. We haven't done this truly in a very long time, like since you listened to whenever our our interview with Jay Rushka was. Yeah. So, like, to kind of dust off the cobwebs, we watched the '80s flash gordon movie and recorded like whatever 10 minutes of it just to like see what being on mic together was like again can we still do this and what a movie it's it was fascinating and i you know i kind of completely already forgot about it even me too this last week but now i'm enjoying my memories of it thank you (laughs) well i I have an old flash gordon comic on my wall and i just like happened to glance at it the other day walking up the stairs and was just you were just like oh right but, but but with Freddie Mercury's voice. But like I, I I like had that memory of like, oh right, I watched that forever ago, two weeks ago, or whenever the hell it was that we watched, you know, like it just felt so I mean you just reminded me right now. It completely me. lost everything of it. Anyway, the important thing to note is I have watched much more Lois and Clark than you in in recent history. Like I've gone through what? my it's binge as if- of it do you you actually like the show it's like i like this show <laughs> and and like we'll get into it but this obviously isn't a stellar episode but there are things watching it where i'm like this show is giving me stuff that the current cw shows are not and yeah. that's that's yeah. still impressive to me you say this is not like one of the best episodes however i personally would give it a 10 out of 10 well it was excellent. Wow. Spoilers for the end of the show. I loved it. Did you really? I'm just setting up this conflict between us. Oh, good. Episode, okay. Because it'll help. So nothing's the conversation. Fine. Yeah. Uh, let's jump in here. This is All episode right. 303, Contact. Uh, first aired October 1st, 1997, written by Chris Rupenthal, who is supervising producer for all of season three and wrote wrote six episodes, including... He must have been in the writer's room for season two. Do you remember anything about Lucky Leon? Mm, refresh my memory. It um, sounds familiar, but I don't. Desk and shower caddies were recording and killing people. Yeah, yeah yes. that was wild. That episode was nuts. That, that was right after, um, I think it's right after Mason dies, or maybe it's the last case she works on. I forget which. Yeah. No, okay. it's the last case she works on. She dies. I remember in that, that era. Yes. Yeah, there's like car bombs and stuff happening. She yeah, she gets car bombed. <sighs> yes. Oof. Um so he he wrote that and some other episodes this season. Like some of my favorites too. Um he also wrote some Outer Limits, some Quantum Leap, some Touch by an Angel, like just to give you an idea of when he was. Oh yeah, he's so he's his career is rocking in the 90s. Yeah. Awesome. Now, meanwhile, director Daniel Adias is still working and like let me read off some highlights for you here. Did some Buffy, Sopranos, Alias, Six Feet Under, The Wire, Grey's Anatomy, Friday Night Lights, Big Love, Entourage, House, Hung, True Blood, The Killing, 16 episodes of It's Always Sunny, Ray Donovan, The Americans, The Boys, Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Penny Dreadful, The L.A. One. He's He's got some great credits there. So like, those are some excellent television. Unreal shows. And some of them, like... He just did one or two, uh, like I think Grey's Anatomy or like Friday Night Lights. He did one of, but then like sixteen episode run on Sunny, a bunch of Ray Donovan, a couple Americans. And I'm like, this guy, yeah, is and Ameri- like those are some hard. prestige, some prestige shows, like within exactly. comedy and within drama. Like The Killing is 
one of the best crime shows I've ever seen. I love that show. I've it's never watched that, but totally like different that. vibe than this. I'd recommend it. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. just watched that, uh, the new Denzel Washington, um, uh, Rami Malik movie on HBO Max. And it got I me what in it's the called, mood, but uh, the little things. Okay. okay. And it got me in the mood for like, I want a crime drama. Like, so maybe I'll, I'll check out the killing. Killing. Killing's very good. Killing's cool. very good. Already off topic. But my point is, it is impressive to me that he that he got this kind of like prestige television and that he got to go from something like a Lois and Clark, which is like network show. Like, I don't think any yeah. director would sneeze at that job. No. And, and the 90s was we've been over this in the in the past, but the 90s was a different, totally different right. climate for TV, too. So right. like those kind of but, shows didn't even really exist. Then. But like, like it, was, it just got me thinking like he got to graduate his style, I assume. I haven't seen any of the, I've seen all of his, of his sunnies, but I don't know which ones they were, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's just like cool that his style got to graduate as television did. So I just, I had a whole run looking at this guy's resume last night going like, oh, good for him. Yeah, that, that would be an interesting little experiment. Like look at what he directed here and then look at episodes he directed and shows we've watched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we were um, a better podcast, we would have done that for you guys. Yeah, but he's, he's got the time. <laughs> but it's uh, us. We've got to talk about uh more important things which is welcome to terry hatcher's new hair i was not sure if i could embrace it in that way because it was different and i knew i was in for it i wasn't sure what episode it was Mm -hmm. but i also know she kind of went through a little transition phase and i was like when does that end and when does that yeah so like or, or was that not even the case did i misremember that there's no because no, like in the last episode it's so weird when we wound up stopping this yeah because we stopped it on not only the last episode where she has her bob like it was just like it was what it was what it had always been the episode before this and yeah. then this episode it's completely different and yeah because now it's because now it's this pixie cut it, it's i thought it was a kind of the bob at the beginning of the episode too a modern bob sometimes sometimes it's a pixie cut i think it's it's a little longer than a pixie yes it's a weird like 90s bob it's 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 the monica it's the monica it's it's you know before the monica existed or the the rachel you're thinking but yeah no 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 no. not the rachel what are you talking about because the rachel is the one people actually want like the monica Monica was this short kind of pixie-esque thing and it was not popular it was not that popular fair Um, enough well, they were on the same. Lot I, the I same like time, it. I so think she. Not? I think she looks lovely, and 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 I've always been a fan of pixie cuts. And she looked. I think she. I think her hair looks spot on. I frankly, think, I think it settles. Harry, Harry Thatcher. Harry Thatcher. I think it Which settles just down. Way dirtier than I remember. I love it. I love Harry Thatcher. Just saying it sounds great. Um, feels great. Um, <laughs> her hair in this episode like goes through the gamut for me. I mm. think it's fine in the beginning. It gets like it's get this hero entrance action scene, which is so funny to me. Um, but then, like in the middle section, when she's like wearing red and she jumps out the airplane, it's just it, not because she's jumping out of an airplane, but it's just like bizarre. And then it settles yeah, it down. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem super styled. I like the kind of pixie loose, like a little messy vibe. But that's I just kind of my vibe. Um, I also like her like later on at the Daily Planet when they're like figuring out all the clues of things. Like it's just it's just like so manicured and business lady, and there's something I like about it there too. But like this next episode we're gonna watch is it's the worst it'll ever be, and like it just kind of 
fluctuates for a while until it settles down. But it's we're in for a Harry Thatcher rough ride, let me tell you. Oh boy, I'm excited. It, it'll be fun. Um, so I, far, I, so good for me, though. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad that the introduction to it wasn't as jarring for you as it was for me as a kid, like having watched, you know, her with the Bob the night before, and then suddenly like, what? Why? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, I haven't seen the show in, in years. Right. So like, it, is that her old hair? I don't remember. I know. Who's to say? <laughs> um, I do love, like I said, though, like we start in me as here with Lois, like running out of an airport and she's running to stop some guys on a stair car and it's just, just like, lobbing luggage at her. Lobbing luggage like, at her off the stair car. She jumps on the stairs and they start the conveyor belt on the stairs so that she has to run. It it's was like, like it's as intense as like some of the later scenes in Indiana Jones Rage of the Lost Ark. Like I was riveted. Sure. <laughs> I was like, she's punching them through the windows and like getting dragged on the floor. Right. And, she no, winds up on the that. grill of the stair car and she's holding on. And yeah. Um they they smashed her against uh, a rock wall at one point, which was weird because they were at an airport, and I was like, "Where did they get they this rock? It? Where like where, I didn't realize they were in a desert." And like the Van Nuys Airport, somewhere. it's also like a tiny little airport. It's you small. Tell, it's you know, small yeah, from Metropolis Air, but um, <laughs> I I just find it so funny. Like as I was watching the episode, not really remembering, I'm like, I wonder if this was a reshoot or a rewrite to like truly introduce her hair. Like was it was it just to like say like look, now she's like action lady. But I don't I don't think it was because it's referenced briefly later on. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it honestly felt like, and here comes the new Lois. She's the same Ew. as she was, but she's got <laughs> 90s shoes and she's got new hair. Um, I mean, I, I, I could judge that better if I was consistently watching it, but having just jumped in, I was like, yeah, here's Lois. Yeah, here we go. But this is, I was, I, it was a particularly good uh, open for me. I thought so too. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind she's of very, she's very silly in it. She's very You know, like mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, as she's on the stairs, oh, Superman, could you, could you help? Like the, just the way she's playing it up sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah. She's always like that. In, in the same way that she talks to her fish later. She's always had that kind of that like. That was so kind of silly lighthearted so dad silly. humor yeah uh, dude she she's kind of like dad jokey a little bit or maybe just the That's 90s were maybe fair. just the 90s were it's hard to say yeah because then also it's it's also very like sitcom muggy you know it, it, superman catches up to them or clark runs out to like first spots lois and it's like oh geez like that type of a thing <laughs> runs behind another luggage thing and, and Superman's over, stops the stair car, gets her off the treadmill, ties up the bad guys and like gets into a little, not tiff, I don't know, just like cute little argument with her of like, all right, I'm going to drop these guys off to the police and then I'll come back and take you home. She's like, I can drive I home myself. Yeah. 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 I've driven home a thousand times before I knew you were Superman and I can do it a million times more or whatever. And like the guy's, the, the bad guys that they're they're dealing with they're like oh you know giving them hell for girl trouble yeah and it's just like it's all, so, it's all so muggy and it like very very rom-commy in 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 a slightly sexist way but it was the 90s so that's what rom-coms were you know like it's just it all feels very yeah yeah it, it's it, almost like mission statementy for me which is also why I was like is well, this they're a establishing they're establishing the conflict of the episode. I mean, it's just yeah. like structurally speaking, it's like where that should be happening. So yeah, it's just that's good. It's funny to me that that's this is our first scene back because I'm like, yeah, this is this is the show. 
yeah. dude can i admit to i admit to something embarrassing sure i forgot that the end of season two is all about them getting together and and so i was like oh wait everyone knows fuck oh fuck like why don't i remember i, I forgot but i also know this she knows yeah so i was like wait hold on cheap like i started taking notes of like god this show doesn't even remember that lois doesn't they know nothing and i was like show. wait 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 i'm oh I'm, it's no me. i'm a dumb dumb so do you okay um, there's like two times in the relationship scenes in this episode where she's like, Clark, I'm ready to say, do you know what she's ready to say? I was assuming she wanted to move in together or something like that. She's, I, th- I think she's ready to say yes to the engagement, to the proposal. Oh yeah, that proposal. <laughs> that's, that's what it must be. You know, we'll keep calling him Jimmy too, but like, do you even remember Jimmy one? Vaguely. Yeah. Okay. Vaguely. Anyway. No, I do. And Jimmy, Jimmy two is just like, a, still douchey though. It's like, he's got a big so ass, but he's got like a big old freaking like belt buckle on. He's like, hey, I'm the nineties kid. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, the nineties. Hey, hey, uh, I got the floppy hair. I, uh, 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 I skateboard too, probably. You know, if she's uh, doing a Monica, he's doing a Chandler. And that's that's just where we are. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reminded more of like teen heartthrob vibes, but but like trying to do that. Yeah, he's too silly to me to be. And, a... Yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, anyway. Uh, anyway, Lois is driving home in the Jeep. Great to see the Jeep as always. Uh, engine dies, bright lights, smoke. She gets abducted. Yeah, like she full, full, on, abducted. full and close encounters of the third kind reference, just just yeah. like those early abduction scenes. Car shuts right. down. Not as dramatic, but uh, cool little scene. I forgot the car shuts down on that too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, well, that dude, it's crazy. And that Richard Dreyfus is like stuck on the train train tracks, and like they're they're like shaking, like like he's in a in a hurricane. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, cool. now but I the but the, the, the power turning off is like pretty standard for an abduction moment. I do before we get to alien stuff, I want to talk about Star. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so she she comes in the next scene. So that she comes sense. in the next yeah. scene here, and alien stuff will come up. Uh, alien stuff will out, come yeah. up again. It's not as much of an alien episode as you'd expect it to be. No, ultimately. but like this this welcome to Star. Does um, she stick around, right? Uh, I was going to do a whole thing where I'm like, yeah, she's like, she's at their wedding. She only winds up in four episodes and then she's gone. Like, okay. She, she goes like out right like now. Grant. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, well, I'm not surprised because she's wearing a very racy, revealing uh, <laughs> sheer shirt in the last scene of this where I was like, there's no way Terry Hatcher would be okay with another woman wearing this in this era. <laughs> of the show i was like this this is not allowed on this show like who see so I, I mean i, I don't know she's gone any of the story this is olivia brown um who i was looking up she was a detective on miami vice for a while and did oh, a bunch wow. of other stuff too but like that seemed to be her biggest excuse me her longest gig you know mm-hmm. um but she is playing this bizarre kind of like out there mile a minute type character that like Lois has nothing but contempt for and also love for like 
just the idea of her and what they wanted to do with her feels so odd to me. Like it doesn't feel like it meshes with the show. And I assumed that's why she's kind of like dropped very yeah. quickly here. But but they they introduce her like they introduce Lois's hair. Like she gets a whole scene and like she's really heavy in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And she she's pivotal to the plot ultimately. Yeah, um, and I would also like to play a new game for just for the episode, the four episodes that she's around, mm-hmm. um, called "Is Star Magic?" Is Star Magic? Because I feel what are the like rules she, of the game? I mean, like, all right. So the first scene we have her here, like she she meets Lois Lane. She says that she knows her because like she got a, a vision of her, which I I guess right there she's magic, you know. But then she's like, she's like, you're, you're messed up. Uh, you had a long night. You met Mel Gibson in a diner. No, you dreamed about Mel Gibson and he was at a diner or whatever. No, I know you were abducted by aliens. And I'm like, what is the joke that we're playing with her is almost like she's right two thirds of the time, you know, or maybe one, wrong one two third thirds of the time. Of the, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, it, but it changes from scene to scene. It's just like, it's, it doesn't magic? know how it, it seems like they don't know how seriously they want to take the psychic thing, you know, because she's like, right. I'm a Pisces, which look, I'm a Pisces too, also a psychic. So like, I, I it's real to me. Like, I get it because as a Pisces, like, watch, I'll do it right now. Matt, today you washed your hands at least seven times. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> See, I'm so good. And it's because I'm a Pisces. It's, I'm psychic. So like, I can tell they're doing their full research. So I, th- I think she is magic. Okay, well, that was a short game. Yeah, and I won. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you can tell I won because Matt's head is hanging in shame. It was, it was a low blow, man. <laughs> it wasn't meant as that. So meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, how nice was it to get back to the Daily Planet here, bud? Uh, well, this I did not get back to the Daily Planet here because I had a little DVD uh, hiccup. Oh, no. I, Wait, I, skipped, I skipped ahead. I didn't realize I missed a scene, but I skipped ahead to oh, no. Lois. Yeah, Lois is just falling right out of a, a helicopter. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, you but I thought so but I thought I like rewound and, and sorted it out. But I am wrong, it seems. Oh, you missed so, like. All right, catch oh, me damn. Up. Catch okay. Me um, okay. So, you know, Lois and Clark are talking for a bit. Clark can tell that she's weird. Um, then Stark comes in randomly and tells everybody at the Daily Planet, like basically outs that Lois got abducted the night before. So Ooh, she and Clark you have a little do moment. You that to a person. I, I know. Everyone right? knows that. You don't she out also, someone's like, alien abduction. She also brings her a big stack of books and like you should read this one by uh martin selzvig yeah he's he's really good so we establish that's where the bad guy okay geez i thought that he was just a contact they knew because they've done that in the past but that makes they've done that from time to time yeah Yeah. um but then like perry's got this manic energy throughout the whole scene and jimmy's like jimmy's explaining that it's because he just took a boxing because his wife was (laughs) looking at a younger man when they were out at dinner you know and clark is is very upset that lois got abducted when he could have just driven her home, you know? Um, yeah. Perry and Jimmy come back and make fun of her. And like, Jimmy does a whole um, Captain Kirk shtick for a second. No, making fun of the aliens of it. I hated that. Oh, it Jimmy was too, funny. But... Like, you know, whips open his wallet like a tricorder. Like, it's a good time. <laughs> um, but the important part is, the, oh, by the way, <laughs> at the start of the scene, Perry's like, great job on the luggage theft 
or bust into the luggage theft ring. <laughs> so that's what they were doing at the airport, okay. first of all. Yeah, because that wasn't super clear. It was just like, are they playing some kind of game with her? Where it's like, yeah, why are these dodge guys the on the luggage? stair car like, evil? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So that's what they were doing. And like Perry's all excited. He wants the copy on his desk really soon. But then he realizes that Lois is pretty upset about this whole abduction thing. And he's like, okay, well then the luggage thing can hold. You guys have a blank check. I want to keep the money guys on their toes. So you go, you know, chase this however you need to, which is why they're on a helicopter later. Because I like that blank check. Lois is just immediately like, great, let's take the Take to the skies. Wait, so, okay. So she has a blank check to cover her own alien abduction. Her her own alien abduction story, yes. Wow. The most important part of the scene, though, is Perry, you know, giving her the blank check, being super nice to her, and then saying, that's a nice hairdo, Tinkerbell. And like he gets to call out the hair. I always hate it in shows like this where it's just like no one's gonna mention this, but Perry gets the the hairline, which I like. That's excellent. Okay, I I have to ask something right now. When did Hook come out? And is Uh, it a reference to that? I assume it's that Tinkerbell. Yes, because Hook came out like ninety two, ninety one. Yep. Okay. Ninety one. Oh yeah, then it's definitely that that Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The super nice Tinkerbell. My what did they call team. her on set? What did they call Julie Roberts on set? On set? I'm not sure. Oh, there's a whole... Oh, Tinker Hell. Oh, was she? She was really tough to That's work with. That's yes. a bummer. <laughs> anyway, like, I, I, I'm sorry you missed that scene because I love it. So you oh, also bummer. missed the introduction to Bob the Software Millionaire and Dr. Henry Selzvig, or Selzvig. Well... I had an introduction oh, for him, but it was him playing with oh, his toy doing an Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger impression. Okay, well, Doctor wasn't there though. Okay, well, every scene is him playing with his toy doing yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger or C3PO. Um, oh God, how much it, of this is just going to be me explaining plot? Not much plot happens. It, we it met- shouldn't, because I mean, the next thing, what happens after that? When is yeah, he in the we, helicopter? We met Bob, um, we met Mr. Heckles, um, Dr. Henry Selvig, who was Mr. Heckles on Friends. Friends keeps coming up today. It's weird. Interesting. Um, but then we cut to them in the helicopter, uh, and they're up there with J- Jimmy got to come along, which is fun. Um, but she, uh, they're looking around the area where she was abducted, I guess, to try to find signs of like an alien craft touching down. Maybe crop circles or something. Crop circles or something. Yeah. Um, at the same time, a Zenith laboratories is being robbed uh to get their chips which we established in the scene before is what mr heckles needs yeah and that's why like all of a sudden lois gets activated she goes all trance you know yeah because he's state because of the nature of this bad guy's uh plan she's right sending signals to make her trip out spoilers yeah yeah yeah. which i like this as a bad guy plan by the way let's talk about that yeah, let's dive in. And I, this is something that I liked about this episode. And I've always liked this about these episodes where the bad, where that's what's going on. It's, it's an episodic moment where mm-hmm. a bad guy has a very specific evil plan and it's figured out and thwarted. Which, like, that's kind of what they do every Most episode. Most of the time, yeah. But this one just kind of worked better than the other ones, I guess, for me. I, I agree. I think it's a kind of forgettable episode, but watching this plot again, because like, let, let's go through the, the plot. They abducted Lois Lane, knowing that she is close with Superman, so that whenever they do robberies to get pieces to make this, 
whatever um, satellite microwave transmitter that can fry Super people. Microwave transmitter. Thank you. Thank you for bringing science. That could, that can basically just like fry people wherever it's targeted from space, right? Yeah, we learned towards the end that it, it can uh, superheat people and okay. like penetrate any material and, right, and right, basically right, just right. Boil, boil people. Um, so you can hold the world hostage with this thing. It's yeah, very Dr. Yeah, no, almost. Yeah, yeah, and there's, yeah, his, his, his plan ultimately is to like hold cities hostage with it. Is that the man with the golden gun? Doesn't matter. Um, but I, I like the idea of like knowing that these robberies are happening. We have to ha make sure all of them go off. Our plan is going to be secret if we do it right because we're extorting people. So like they'll keep it quiet. We just have to make sure Superman doesn't fuck up these robberies. I know. Let's make sure that Lois is always in jeopardy during these times. And like as, as a basic understanding of the world that they live in, I think that's a pretty solid villain. It's plan. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And also to make it an alien abduction thing, because maybe she'll be too afraid to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I am reminded of one other plot where Lex Luthor gathered like three kind of thug bad guys and they were like committing crimes across the city to keep him busy, to keep Superman busy while Lex did something. Yeah, he, was. Uh, that was him testing Superman. But yeah, kind of kind of the uh, same, yeah. okay. same idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, testing his, like, how fast can he get across town, like that type of... Uh... Gathering data. Yeah, so he is faster than a speeding bullet. There was a lot of that type of shit. In yeah, that episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I, I just like it. I, however, I would like to ask, like, there's a lot of gobbledygook in this episode, a lot of, like, you know, um, set dressing, dialogue-wise, of alien abduction stuff. Like, mm -hmm. is alien abduction stuff... Like, is that what tinfoil hat is really from? I think, like, I think that's what it, what it adores. Can you any sort of real world context to the stuff that they're talking about here? Um, yeah, being, being kind of a, an avid UFO, ufologist enthusiast. Enthusiast. Yeah, a UFO enthusiast. Uh, yeah, the tinfoil hat thing, I am pretty sure originates from fears of abductions and, and aliens getting inside your head from, from around this time. Interesting. It was a popular assumption. I don't really know the origin origin of that, but I'm 99% sure they're related. Okay. Um, that's why people make fun of alien people who talk about aliens are like, Oh, take better get our tinfoil right. hat. Tinfoil hat theory type. Of, yeah. Um, and then, and then moving on from that, uh, I like that the, the scientist in the show is kind of casual about talking about it. Um, oh, when they go to meet Selzvig and like, yeah. yeah, because, because that's kind of a consistent thing you'll see is that people who actually look at it and think about it are not so quick to just assume that it's bullshit like he, he's yeah. kind of he's okay, kind of thinking that. about it like a scientist but also he like has all this knowledge about oh yeah there's you know there's reports that uh psychic abilities happen after this and yada 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 right, um, which which that stuff i'm not super familiar with i've never really heard that but i have heard a lot of aliens tend people people assume these aliens that are abducting people have psychic powers and shit so like it's all kind of in the ballpark of the of the standard yeah. narrative within the alien conspiracy world i would say as as far as i understand and i'm not like like i said i'm an enthusiast not an expert 
Right, but just from the amount of like last podcast and um, astonishing, astonishing legends, tales, astonishing, astonishing legends, legends that we've listened to, like we, there are side effects for people, whether they're physical or mental, that or maybe metaphysical after they've you know cl- claimed to have been abducted. So like I guess it's not yeah, that far yeah. from the idea of that. That's interesting. Yeah, and the, the alien even even thing um, so much to unpack. Like Clark again references it later, but like even in um, Close Encounters, like the fact that Richard Dreyfus was drawn to the mountain, like that's almost kind of psychic link yeah. type thing yeah. too. You know, I've been waiting for years to talk to you about this episode because I'm like, for once, there's something in it that he has a vague interest in. Yeah, but it wasn't about it. Not really, really, really you know, so, really. but, but in a way, this is also one of the alt conspiracy beliefs of, of what's actually happening when people get abducted is that like the CIA is like, right, kidnapping them doing like weird MK ultra experiments on them and drugging them and then like rewiring their brains and just putting them back and uh, they're inducing these weird memories. Um, right. But that's, that's just the tip too. of the iceberg. See, that, that's yeah. what I always thought the 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 tinfoil hat thing came from. I thought that was like a, the government's trying to read our mind with cell phone, wa- or you know, like. I think later on, when cell 5G, phones, but yeah, know, when like cell phones became thing. a thing, yeah, people panicked about that. Now people are panicked about five G because people are just always afraid of change. Yeah, um, they're always going to be weird about new technology. But I mean, trans transmitting radio waves and, and high frequency energies through the air is not as crazy as people think we're being bombarded by by high frequency radiation at all times from the sun uh gamma 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 rays and x-rays x-rays from (laughs) light years and light years away from from just stars running into each other so like it it happens like a microwave beam that could be like solidified and amplified into a specific <laughs> point. Like maybe that could do some damage. Right. Um, as, as we possibly see in this episode, yeah, as we almost yeah. see in this episode, but yeah, I, I hear that. It's interesting. Anyway, we'll never really touch on like real alien stuff again, <laughs> quote unquote, real alien abduction stuff again on the show. Yeah. Cause so, the real alien in this, in this show is, is our main character anyway. So I think yes. it kind of fucks with the narrative to like dive that, into that too. stuff too. I also love that when they meet with Martin Selzweig, he's like, well, except Superman. I mean, like he's, he's unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I'm like, that's cute that like, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just acknowledging that like, he doesn't play by these alien rules. You know? <laughs> um, I also, I love what happens here. Like Lois jumps out of the airplane Clark, you know, without a moment's hesitation, jumps after her. Uh, thankfully, there's some cloud cover so that he can turn into Superman. And he catches her. Mm-hmm. And they land back in the same airport that we started the episode with, which I like that they double dipped onto this this location. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I also like, like he lands. She's a little out of it. He hears whatever and he hears the robbery and like wishes off to, to stop it. She starts to faint. And he immediately back. doubles back and catches yeah. her. Like I, this, this is one of the scenes where that I really like in this episode. I like that he rushed off and presumably was like, something's weird about her, and he kept an eye on her for a second. Mm-hmm. And the minute he she needed like he, he was her head was about to hit the concrete, he was back and caught her. And like the the there's there's the heartstring that is tugged there for me. I still get some of the, you know, the lovey feels for these characters watching this show. Like it still kind of rings true for me. And I I just like the implication of that. I also like, you know, she's coming to and she's calling Superman Clark 
And before Jimmy lands and runs over, he's just like, remember, you've got to call me Clark or Superman when I'm dressed like that, you know? Um, You saw this whole scene, right? Like, we don't have to worry about going for it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't miss anything else. Jimmy's concern for Clark here is so funny to me, where like he runs over and just like, oh, Lobos, you're okay. Where's Clark? You caught Clark, right? And they both are like, ah, yeah. Yeah, and Lois covered that really well, which which I could see her being the brains of the cover-up operations because yes. Clark is kind of a bumbling idiot. Um, so she kind of nailed it. Oh, he went to the uh, air, air traffic control to tell everything's fine to, to say it's good, and yeah, yeah that was that was pretty silly. I, I um, like th- that continues. I think we got one of those in the first episode of the season, but, but I I always love when Lo- Lois is right on it and and is quicker than him to come up with. Yeah, yeah, which, some which sort of I buy because she's she's dope. She's good. Right. Um, so following that, we went into the lab stuff, which we we basically talked about. We, yeah, uh, we dealt with. what what is what is the doctor's name? Uh, Selzvig, Martin Selzvig. Also, like just to be clear, I said it's Mr. Heckles from friends he is uh the actor is larry hankin who is still working he just oh, did a thing in 2020 this is old joe from breaking bad and and the breaking bad movie oh he's the uh he helps them with the magnets in the in the yeah in the um the, the junkyard, junkyard. Yeah, yeah that's awesome i mean like this actor has never not worked it's just impressive to me good for him man uh, anyway you were saying um during oh yeah so during the lab scene um bob shows up with his toys and uh, he's kind of just rambling about trade wars and shit. Yeah, and he's just such like, why weird... are you here? Um, so like in the scene you didn't see, he basically tells his secretary stuff that she already knows about, but we just need to hear that like, because of trade wars. He's oh, that gonna... sounds, yeah, like, you know, good writing. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna hold countries hostage or like make countries pay for not trading with America or whatever the hell. Okay. So it's just so funny to me that he also God, just he would just really fit in with a more recent. American I know. Politics. I know. We in this season. <laughs> wait till Tempest comes back, dude. You know, like there's. <laughs> it's it's oh God! Wait till the next episode. This writer writes. Um, anyway, there's a lot of weirdly and timely things in this Fine. season for the time so um, and the times we just lived through yeah following but, following that we're back in the street and she's having uh, another trance yes um again and d- does he feel like he needs to go somewhere during this one again? yes yeah yes and this is or, no you like know what three. i don't think he does he doesn't he doesn't find out about this one because they they have to do research on it later never mind no he's just okay. like well, walking it's, it's i like that but... he's She's walking into traffic and he's like, you know, Lottie thinking that she's next to him. Just like, yeah. I just can't imagine what's going to happen if I'm not there to watch you. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. This is where we get some like weird superpower though. Like, did you have any problem with the physics of this with him blowing her out of <laughs> him blowing her out of traffic, basically? Um, nah, I, I try not to overthink it. Okay. Honestly, I mean, it's an episode about aliens and I don't know why microwaves. these are the things that I I can't deal with, but I'm like, how is he using his super breath right now? I'm just a pervert, and I was immediately like, I know this show. When does he use his breath to do like a Mar- Marilyn Monroe like skirt rolling oh. up scene with her? Does that happen? Has it happened? I, that it, has not happened. Happen? That that would be like a Red Kryptonite episode when he's when he's acting like a dick, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't think that that happens, but um 
All right. Well, I guess this super breath didn't bother you. Um, no, it didn't bother me too much. Um, All right. Yeah. Then, then we start getting a, a real taste of Star after this because she comes and helps yes. Lois out because she senses Lois might want ice cream, fish ice cream. Fish which ice cream after is Lois. kind of a reference to the moment before. Right. Which is cute because, like, after Lois is in her apartment reading to her fish, she's trying, she goes to get ice cream, but there's none left. So, like, this again. Is star magic? I think she is. It seems like she is. Yeah, it seems like they're acknowledging that she has some psychic ability. Yeah, because she's been pretty close that she wants fish ice cream. Yeah, and and this this scene leads is is it this scene or does it happen later? Uh, she eventually hypnotizes Lois to get that these that happens later. But like this is like this is the scene where I'm like, oh, they wanted her to stick around for a while because like her and Lois share a pint of ice cream. She gives. Lois love advice of like you know you're you're willing to sac- or risk your life for work why not for love and like you're just looking for this perfect you know uh, yeah I mean she's a good she's a love story that's not going to happen yeah she's a, she's a good foil to Lois's situation though because she she should technically then be able to read Lois's mind so they're kind of playing with that um, yes I I was kind of I kind of felt like she was introduced specifically because they needed someone to hypnotize Lois that wouldn't then be willing to release that information to the public maybe you know? like just the way that she's used in and obviously I I have more knowledge here. um yeah. just the way that she's used in future episodes and the way that they spend so much time with her here it feels like they're like all right, and now She's we've got just a one. And even the yeah. end of the episode, the way that she walks out with Perry and Jimmy, I'm like, and now they're a thing, you know, like yeah. that's a yeah. threesome that you'll see from time to time. Um, oh, that's weird. I because I didn't get that vibe. I mean, I, I, not she's necessarily just, letting just them like out, that but... they're the that they're the supporting players here. Like I, I really yeah. do think they wanted her to stick around, and then it just didn't didn't work I, yeah i don't think it worked yeah, yeah. And also, well like, let's let's talk more about that as it develops because i don't have yeah totally any any perspective on that right now um, um but after after this we do get to see this quote-unquote abduction in, in a flashback yes. that lois has i guess as she's sleeping as she's sleeping and it's creepy and i liked it it was well done the aliens were cool yeah, I wanted to talk about their design. I I don't really know that they reference anything specific, but I, I just think thought so. they were good masks, and I loved the way they had built-in like ventilators around their mouth. Yeah, which like I don't know that an alien could grow a metal or plastic ventilator into its mouth, but like who knows what an alien's helmet is gonna look like? Too right, you know? but like there's part of me that's like that that's uh, there's a little matrixy nest to there's like a geekery like people and machines melded thing to it i'm giving it way bit, too yeah. much yeah i said giger and i'm like i'm i'm elevating what we had here way you are elevating like, what's happening but um it, it's a cool it's a standard alien abduction this is nothing special yeah what was in, what thing. was yeah. not tall gray don't these are not gray aliens matt these are not tall grays these oh, are not, not gray these are not gray aliens these are not tall whites okay those are very specific breeds of aliens don't insult them i am by, by referencing to be so alien racist i really unbelievable Unbelievable. they just reminded me of the first aliens that you meet that the men in black met like those big tall fuckers no is men in black not religion to you no oh man men in black is religion um but those are modeled after grays and and or tall whites the ones okay. you're referencing and these are not okay. the same okay Matthew. i'm sorry the big stupid it's, heads. it's okay uh meanwhile we go to credits or go to the commercial come back and we get it's been a minute 
a call to Smallville. Call to Small to Callville. Dude, Small to Callville, is that what we would call it? Did we call it a thing? Yes. Yeah, nice. It was a Small Which to Callville. Which just, like, I feel like this is a good time to shout out uh, our friend podcast, Always Hold On to Smallville, which you've been guesting on tons. Um, we'll have, uh, Zach already has stated which episode he'd like to join us for uh, this season. And it's Excellent. one of my favorites of the series for lovey-dovey reasons so it, it'll be oh, it'll excellent. be fun it's good to see the parents it's good to see they really just had this one scene in this episode yeah yeah but it's a cute little scene it's a cute Mom's little scene like oh is this a call about uh some <laughs> stuff that i don't need to know about oh, right. we go. no mom it's, it's a father-son talk no not that at all um i like i wish i knew what a father-son talk was like, the cats in the I, like... I, I look good you go ahead you go ahead I like very much, first of all, that he he apparently just stopped a mudslide somewhere. So he's like cleaning his muddy and dirty suit. And I just I just like, you know, you know me. I, I like the mundaneness of Superman. I like that he has to clean the suit sometimes. But it is kind of a dick move to wake his his elderly parents up in the middle of the night to talk to them about relationship stuff. Yeah, but hey, parents always say, call me whenever you want, even in the middle of the night. So, like, they fucking probably asked for it, bro. The, and they jump right to it, too. Like, mm-hmm. Jonathan's, like, second question is, like, how's Lois? I'm like, well, that's what I'm calling, that's, you know? That's the thing. I actually wanted to mention something about the suit, too, because I just love the way it's hanging in the background, the, the yes, blue one of the other portion undersuit, because it just looks like a child's pajamas. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Clark, you are just a boy." And he's calling his parents in the moment. I doubt any of that was really like figuratively intentional, but that's, it, it kind of cracked me up. I, I like what you're talking about the way that you say yeah. that. You know that I just see that suit, and I'm like, "Oh, it's perfect." But um, I'm just like, "Oh, pajamas." Yep, I get it. <laughs> um, what do they talk about here, though? It, it basically, I mean, he goes through the whole thing well, of like. I, I feel bad that I'm, I feel like I'm jeopardizing Lois, that I'm a jinx. Yeah, well, and, and it's, you know, the, the conflict of the episode between them, which is, does me and Lois's relationship uh, put her in danger? Which right. is the classic relationship drama in a, in a superhero story. Um, so they're, they're kind of dancing around that a little bit. They dive, he, he and her dive deepest into it in a couple of scenes um yes because I, I didn't feel like they really got anywhere in this conversation other than he no. kind of expressed how he was feeling um and i guess that's really what the parents are serving here in the narrative it's just like the sounding board for them to yeah for him yeah. to say this. which maybe and, and also intention... i love that martha's like she knows what it means to date like she's not a six-year-old she knows what this means yeah you know? yeah yeah um but also they're interrupted by Lois who oh, that this is when they have that conversation. This so is maybe, when they maybe, have that conversation. Yeah. This, so maybe like, they went into it and in the writer's room, they're like, this is not a conversation you should be having with his parents. Like this needs to that, happen. And like, I guess we have to literally have him verbalize how he's feeling first before, yeah. before they, cause I get that. Cause we just I mean, had, do we, we have established do it. we have to, or does this show in this show style have to? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah i think you need to establish it somehow and they're not i see what you're saying like they're not going to yeah. do it suddenly so yes yeah, yeah yeah um um but that conversation with him was really good and actually one of the very few like healthy relationship communication moments i agree 
Yeah. I'm so glad. You, Wait, like, is this the moment they have that, or is that later? Yeah, no. This is where they sit, and um, she comes in and she's like in tears because she's remembering the flashback. And like the thing that kills me is like she's talking, she's telling them all about what she saw and the needles and the the aliens or whatever. And I was screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming, and you weren't there. I wrote I'm like that, that too. is yeah, so. That's... Oh, my heart broke. I know it's the stupid show. I know it's silliness, but like right there, I'm like. That's awesome. Well, that, that's such a good line because it, it literally sums the whole thing up. Yeah. You know, like that could have been all that was said to kind of express this whole issue. Mm-hmm. If, if it were a different show, it's not. So it, it plays out the way it does and it works fine for the show. Um, but yeah, man, I latched onto that too. It was a sweet moment. It is an emotional moment. It's a, it's a pure, it's the purest expression of the emotions that we're dealing with here, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's one in, of the the whole few- epi- in the whole episode. In it's, the whole it's the episode. best representation of that. And I also like it. It's an interesting thing because like in other Superman m- media and in this, they, they don't always get into like this type of a thing. But I think it's interesting that he he's acknowledging how how hard it is here. And, and he's done that before in, in other versions. But like for the most part, I, I love Superman because he kind of needs he needs that home life. He needs her. He needs to have someone to fight for to keep him going in many ways, you know? Um, but here he's, he's, he's struggling with it because he doesn't want to keep her, put her in jeopardy. And it is, it is a different wrinkle. The idea that he thinks that her life is so much worse with, with him around. Yeah, I just, I yeah. just enjoy that they, that they get into it. Cause like the other argument you hear a lot in Superman stuff is like, Lois maybe wants to break up with him because he belongs to the world and she sh- they shouldn't be on a date when he could be you yeah, know, stopping an like assassination taking, and wherever or whatever the hell. She's taking him away from every, everyone else, yeah. Right, which, which and cool. here it's it's more about his concern for her and that it, for what the show is and the way they do these characters, I think it's completely appropriate and I love them having it and Dean's not a great actor, but I think he's good in this scene and I think she's great in this scene. Yeah, like, yeah, he he did he did good and she was she was excellent. She's she's always good when she's really pushing it. Yeah. Um, I was curious because I was wondering as I'm watching the scene, I'm like, I know this is a conflict that, that happens in the Superman stories. It happens in Spider-Man. It's it's one of the core issues between sure. Mary Jane and Spider-Man. Um and I was just curious, what are some other versions of this and how, how do they kind of compare to this one? That's interesting. It's weird. That, and, the, and I'm asking for your opinion. Like, you don't need yeah, to no, it's, it's blow weird me because out of the water. The, the one thing, the thing that's striking me in my mind is a thing that didn't even get made. It was the, the Superman Lives script. Um, I think it was the version that Kevin Smith wrote where basically they were on the rocks because she felt that she was taking him from the world and was going to dump him because of that. And he was getting depressed because of that, like they've definitely, you know, Lois and Clark have had ups and downs and other things. I'm sure they touched on this in Smallville because they had seven years with that Lois to get into this type of stuff. Eventually I'm just kind of blanking on it. Um, do they, do they like, play with that in the movies at all? The no, not, movies? no, not really. Because him and Lois, are, it's, I don't mean this literally, but it's more of a chaste relationship. They don't really get into the the like deep kind of emotional core of it. Because like she yeah. keeps forgetting that he's Superman and then she's not even in one of the movies and whatever. 
Um, she's not as key to the story as she should be in those movies. Got it. And then in Superman Returns, it's about the fact that they got close and then he left. So it's just this whole other dynamic. Yeah. yeah. And Com- then in comics? Not that I can think of, but I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a big comics fan, but I, it's, they've been around for 80 years. So they, they might have touched on it at some point. Yeah, yeah. But this is what I think of when I think of that idea that like he's he's afraid that he's putting her more in jeopardy now they there has always been lip service to the fact that like the fact that she knows that superman's on her side and she says so in this episode means that she can take bigger risks in her life you know yeah which she admits to which yeah. how, how much do you think do you feel like that plays into it how much do you feel like lois is overstepping her her boundaries by by maybe being putting herself in more dangerous situations which she doesn't really do that by choice in this episode. No. So like, it's not super relevant, but it kind of was implied that the opening sequence when she's getting all this luggage thrown at her, um, <laughs> that was maybe a result of her putting herself too far out there in that way because she's not scared because of Superman. Does yeah, that... I, think, I think ultimately to be completely honest with you, I think it's a justification for the fact that she's always in these situations. Yeah. Them saying that she that she doesn't work because she has him around. But it, it's a good way to justify the character and keep her this, like, cannot stop when she smells a story individual. You know, like, that. that is so totally... Yeah, because that scene wasn't out of the ordinary for her, and she was dealing no. with that kind of stuff all the time in previous seasons. So Now, like, the question is, like, in a world without Superman, would she have done this? And would she have died in season one because he wasn't there to stop... Yeah. I mean, because he wasn't there yes. to eat a bomb, like technically, technically quite yes. a few times. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I think I but like who the knows idea. if she would have gotten out of those situations on her own without right. Too, you know. And he- here you go. I like the idea that both of them let each other be the absolute best that they can be. That yeah. him being around as a safety net lets her do the work she has to do, and and truly vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Nice. Nice. So missed the show, didn't you? There's some good shit in it. There is some good <laughs> shit in it. And this, and like I said earlier, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, we were texting before it started and you were like, you ready? And I was like, fuck. Uh. No. And then I was like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, I thought you would watch it already. I thought that was your reaction to the episode itself. Oh no, I'll always watch right before we record. Oh, yeah, I smart. will always put it off to the very last minute. But we're getting a little more meta than we need to be. What All happened? Right, so, where were we? Yeah, so so we get this anyway, lovely... Really, really quickly, we see that um, Mr. Heckles, uh, Dr. Selzvig, like is looking at software that Bob gave him and notices something and makes a call. Blah, Something's blah, blah. weird, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. at the Daily Planet, they're, they're, they're like just in the conference room, Lois and Clark, and they're like trying to talk it out. And I, I like them doing detective reportery stuff me, me too and then uh, basically they 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 come to it they realize that like you know um there's a robbery happening right when i went into a trance the first time and jumped out of a helicopter and superman was there to save me maybe there was a, ro- a robbery this other time they call in jimmy they they like basically give him orders in unison which is cute but turns out your your piece of shit jimmy is not useless because no, because he they pulls were right. up a, a, a clear mugshot. They look exactly like the people in Lois's dream. They figure it out, but seeing these 
these other people that she recognizes from her dream makes her go like, I need to know more about what my dream is. They go back to Lois's place and this is where Star gets to whip out the wacky hypnotizer ray, which was yeah. so like, which it reminded me of Danny DeVito's hypnotizer ray as the penguin in, he's um, got like an umbrella that's got that swirly black thing on it. Three, a couple things. It's sure. not a ray, it's a wheel. It's a wheel, you're right. Two, it's actually a normal hypnotization tool. Is it Three, really? Yeah, well, it's one of many. And I, it's, 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 class, it's the classic goofy stereotype one. Yeah. There's, there's tons of different ways to do it. Um, for hypnosis isn't wacky, man. It's really helpful for a lot of people. And it's a great no, I believe to, uh, that. No. Treat mental, mental issues and relive alien abduction stories, most of which... <laughs> Um, have been revealed via hypnosis sessions. In fact, there's a great book, it's terrifying to read, called Communion by Whitney Schreiber that everyone should read if they want to get creeped out by alien shit. And I've stayed away from it because you said it's terrified because I'm very interested in it. It is creepy as hell. I never knew that the spinning wheel thing was real. I always thought that was like the cartoony version of it because I've only seen it in like Superman and Batman stuff. Real question I have with hypnosis, and maybe you know, is like, can you get that granular into the memories and have it be like realistic? Like the fact that she can remember seeing this reflection for a brief second of Bob, which spoilers, she sees a reflection of Bob and then that's how they know that it's him. Or like the way that they put Clark back and he can remember, he can read the letter that he saw for a brief second. That that is not something I can answer accurately. Okay. I'm suspicious that it might be a bit exaggerated, kind of how you can enhance photos to see details. Sure, all our C C C S I, but um, we're all like Clark's vision in this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. happens often. But I mean, if you had a photographic memory, maybe like it's oh, not. That's a good point. Maybe, but. Yeah, I don't know that that, that okay. is how No, it works that was exactly. an honest question. I'm like, yeah, is it yeah. just like such a brain hack that you can be like, yeah, he closed a book for a second. He was on page 34. It was, I don't, I, you know, as far as I understand it, it's not even that familiar as much as it can just kind of make you remember and redream a dream or re- relive a memory. Interesting. Uh, and how much control over that a hypnotist or, or subject of hypnotism has, I, I, I couldn't really speak too accurately. Like how much control they have to like build a narrative, you mean? Yeah, I really, yeah. I really am not, not too sure. Interesting. Anyway, everyone do your own research before attempting it. But it but works, it works out for in Lois. this case. Yes. He's Superman. <laughs> and they figured it out. And then also Perry calls and tells them that Mr. Heckles died. So they're like, oh, okay. It's Bob Fences. He's we, done this yeah, whole we thing. got it. That's enough. We, we know what's up. <laughs> they go to his office. I loved Lois's big dick energy here where she just like walks into his office and lays out all the cards on the table and yeah, it's just like, like you're doing you this kidnapped me right i know what you're trying to build fuck you <laughs> right and this guy's like so fuck smart you, fuck you like, fuck you you're cool yes yeah that was good that was my good boyfriend thinks your secretary is hot everybody else though fuck you <laughs> yeah that was such a weird line later um, um but he, and he's he just like it. whatever yeah. are you talking about lois lane right uh, but in like a real cocky like how do you know this through my dream, you can see yourselves out. You know, like that yeah, type yeah, of... Uh, yeah, exactly. I know it's a dream, you idiot. Right. Um, I do love them lingering out in the hall and Lois telling him to use powers of like, well, what's he doing? And Clark, like, you know, does the X-ray vision, sees 
a document on his computer really briefly and then like tries to use super hearing but he can't because there's too many people but luckily but luckily we know that the device we just discussed which is zooming in on a memory works so they then go and he gets hypnotized uh which actually set up a really cute little bit which is you know, to, to establish a baseline yes. uh, during this hypnosis. She asks him what his name is, and he's like, Kal-El. And she's like, huh? <laughs> and Even under hypnosis, like, this guy's doing oh, jokes. He's, he's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'd also like, like she she gets him to remember this document that he saw five seconds of. And it's, it's an extortion letter to the Prime Minister of Pacifonesia, which is such a great terrible fake country name like i don't know if you've seen any of the the netflix christmas universe movies but they all have like these crazy kind of sound real foreign countries like um uh pangea i think is like the kind of asian country and then they've had like 18 million like fake English countries and it's all like it's all of a shared universe now yeah yeah but it's nice. just like oh this is this Pacifonesia feels like it's right next Straight to all the countries <laughs> in those worlds you know that's funny it's very funny but anyway they're gonna uh, the plan is to extort uh this country for a billion dollars uh to be given to like the a quiet account in the Cayman Islands really quickly yeah, and he realizes it's happening today at 5 p.m., so we got to move. We got to move. They motor over to the lab. This is, they've got this big, stupid laser satellite dish thing, which is the microwave emitter. The super microwave transmitter. Tra- transmitter. And it's ready to go. And it's going to go. It's going to melt a bunch of, and boil a bunch of brains. And yep. uh, Bob Pacific hasn't got his payment. So he's like, here we go. We're going to turn it on. We're doing it. We're and doing I it. I love, it's a shot from that winds up in the credits, but I like Superman just like walking through the double doors. Like there's no like grand entrance. It's just like, yeah, he's just like hey. I'm here. Fucking stop it. You know? Yeah. And then he uses a ray, which we haven't seen him use this device yet, but he uses like some sort of weird beam from his eyes that gives <laughs> things ED. Which like that was interesting because he zaps this this ray and it's and its center kind of pylon just like droops down. Just droops down. You're right. Like it gets much less much less excited about being a ray. Yeah, um, and yeah. he can no so, longer emit. So we know he has an ED inducing laser beam from his eyes. Just kidding. It was he uses heat vision to to fuck it up, and then and then they're all worried it's gonna blow up, and then it right, doesn't. And rightly so because it does. But Superman. Super speeds everybody. I thought he was getting them out of there, but he's just like getting them behind a desk. So I guess they're just, like, uh, okay. that dangerous. I was I was kind of disoriented because I was like, wait, he's covering him them all with his cape, but like his cape doesn't have fucking powers. No, <laughs> does, does it? No. Yeah. What kind of that was? That was. I, stretch, I don't have good all science all on the cape. Yeah. Oh, but, but he's, just... you know, he's he's covering them. I uh-huh. do like here though, and Dean's performance isn't great, but like. Lois got hurt doing this. She's got a oh, a, yeah. I wrote you know, his bloody patch on her head. This is your fault. Yeah, and it's not delivered. It's with the, not... Like, you want to be scared of the most powerful man in the world when he says that to you, but yeah, and it just kind of felt like a, a really empty, childish kind of frustrating yeah. threat, I guess. Narratively, I like the idea of it, though, especially yeah, with what yeah. It's just a perf- totally a performance issue. Yes. Agreed. 
Um, Which, like, is kind of the theme of this scene, you know, performance issues. Meanwhile, at Lois's apartment, um, this is where we get, like, Star has basically put Lois to bed. Jimmy and Perry were there giving her support. Jimmy, uh, Perry, as always, just trying to force these people to take some time off of work. Always. And it looks like Lois might because she has a head injury. Yeah. Um, I love that <laughs> Superman walks in and Star hasn't met Superman, but everyone's just nonplussed of, like, oh, hey, you know. Hey, what's up? She's in the other, we're just see you later right can we have some time alone <laughs> oh sure totally you know <laughs> and starts like what we're uh, okay all right see ya she doesn't doesn't even phase her yeah, yeah i guess she's yeah. astral projected to meet aliens before so maybe so she should great. know yeah, um she is psychic because she's a pisces uh yeah. but then we get kind of the the rehash of that emotional conversation that we had earlier or kind of the next logical step with it which right kind of surprised me i didn't expect us to get here already do you want to do you want to dive into that sure i mean this is him basically not being able to deal with the fact that she can get hurt around him which is interesting because you'd think there's two sides of it right like he thinks he's a jinx in this but there's also the argument of like technically she can be safer near you um but it just it just goes to that like his big fear right now is that someone is going to find out that she knows about him and use it to hurt her and extort them even more. And he just, Mm -hmm. he can't deal with it. And she's like about to tell him that I think that she wants to say yes to the proposal. Right. Not whatever. What did I think it was that she wanted to something that made no sense. I forget what you thought it was. I was like, I'm ready to move in, which I don't know. Came up with that idea. Um, But he beats her to the punch and and basically tells them tells her that they're over and it's one of those times where i scream at the screen like you're so dumb clark what are you doing you know you just yeah, like i just yeah. want them to get over it and be together but he superheroes the thing and has to go off and leaves her crying in bed with a head wound so you know mm-hmm, tough day yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of shitty because you know, he makes a decision on his own and uh, yes. forces, forces it upon her, which ideally in a relationship, where, whereas his, his his position and his opinion is valid, that should have been a discussion, maybe, um, yes. uh, to make it more fair. I totally understand where he's coming from, wanting to protect her and, and shit, but he kind of leaves her out of it, which I think in a more modern take on this, that would be more of a discussion. You know? I agree. I will say... And the next episode's not good, but he will pay for that. Yeah, you know, like course, that, that yeah, will not yeah. go unnoticed by her, which I do like. Cause also it's in this weird. I rewatched this next couple episodes again, not the next one, but like this kind of bunch of episodes coming up here a lot because it's, it's them pulling the taffy before they get them officially engaged and saying, yes, you know, them, the writers pulling the taffy on that. Cause they just have to keep kind of putting them through their paces and it's, it's fun. It leads to drama and it leads to a lot of episodes with a lot of like, just like relationship talks like we got earlier. And I, I love that stuff so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the better conversations we've been able to have about the show because there's actually some real meat there, which is right. nice. That's uh, the thing. Like there's going to be some weird ass plots in these next up- couple episodes. But, the but like I can I can accept that if the the emotions are human and relatable, which they right, are, you know? which is yeah. where the show's just fires on all cylinders. And I love it. Anyway, I mean I wouldn't say contact, that, man. but can we cheat? Yeah, pull show, pull it up. 
Oh, bring, we got it. I haven't it looked at the sheet in a long time. But let's I'm jump sure we've talked sheet. about it. Yeah, Matt, Matt, way back in the day, made a, made a sheet, which was the worksheet for us that we'd kind of try and use to help us in the episodes. I'm sure we'd talked about this in an episode once. Oh, we, we've, yeah, we, it, it's a thing that we did at the end of the Like, that's how long this has been. It's going to be Jeez. so funny. I was thinking the other day, I'm like, not that we're from some, episode two to episode yes, three, season three. It's just some, like, not that we're some great podcast, but like someone's gonna find this a day and be like, "How long did they wait between episodes?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, super saves. We got him jumping out of a. There's a lot of saves of Lois. There's a lot of saves in this episode. Yeah, jumping out of the uh, helicopter, the save on right. the tarmac at the beginning, which was yep. kind of a simple swoop. Uh, there is the. Uh, breath save in the middle of the street that you found to be a little bit pro- a little bit problematic um, and the exploding uh, super microwave transmitter at yeah. the end I, I think always love all a, of them right yeah I think so but I always love I have to save the villains thing so like oh yeah yeah, yeah which is fun. always always good uh, we talked about super excuses excellent Lois Lois here for the for help you know um, crazy powers talked about it like it just I, I don't understand the physics of how he did that across the street. Nor, nor do me. I. Was that was that cold breath? I don't. Yeah, it's like super breath, but also she's floating in such a controlled way. It reminded me in season one when he's like super breathing. He's just like like holding a ball in the air with his breath. Oh yeah, it's like, just like telekinesis. What? Yeah, yeah. Are you blowing and sucking at the same time. Um, was this made in the nineties? Uh, well, considering the Tinkerbell pixie haircut reference, uh-huh. I would say hell yeah, it was. Yeah, fair. I also think like tech mogul who plays with his action figures at his desk and has like a Pac-Man machine in his office was was a new <laughs> thing in the 90s. You know, like, yeah, yeah. That, like these kind of like dweebs were getting rich because of software. Yeah, and internet and shit. I mean, just before the internet, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, at least being popular. Yeah, that's very 90s. Um, you know, Jimmy's style, I think, is a really good kind of <laughs> yeah, 90s style reference. You're not <laughs> wrong. Um, Harry Thatcher. I mean, we talked about it. At yeah, we, we did a, a nice Harry is... Thatcher section earlier. And um, I, I like the pixie look on her, but uh, I'm, I'm interested to see the next few episodes. As you know, may- maybe maybe it's more of a, a personal preference thing too like maybe you'll actually enjoy the hair in the next i i don't know yeah, it's just yeah. it, it just goes in waves with me here yeah, yeah um yeah. no playing at sports this time unfortunately um any no, like yeah. specific moment of funky town for you so just uh bob and his stupid yeah. accents like i mean is it fun it's i don't think that quite goes into funky town though I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, no, no, that's close as I think it's just not funny, yeah. I guess, yeah. Although, you know yeah. what, I've got a funky town. Okay. When Star gives her backstory really quickly, and part of it is that her ex tattooed, like, the third act of Henry the Fourth or something on his head, and then moved to Brazil to worship a giant butterfly named Frank. And I'm like, that's pretty, that was pretty funky. That's, that's specific. And also now all I can think of is like Mothra, you know, like yeah, it's just like, like a whole, whole thing that I'm not ready to deal with yet. Yeah. That was um, funky. Let's get smart. Any plot stupids that happen? I mean, j- just that question you had about whether you can enhance your, your memories during hypnosis, I suppose. Okay. Um, I didn't really pick up anything and I missed that whole scene, but it's still 
kind of all got set up good enough for me, which I think is hilarious. I agree. Again, and can prove how little you need to set people up, but also television language and, and viewer yeah. ability is always kind of changing. Um, yeah. um, I'm just going to go to the ones that apply here. Um, check the cape. Nobody else cares but me. When he saves, when he's like talking to the guys on the tarmac, or like, you girl trouble or whatever, the wind whips his cape and you can see some of the padding under his back. Of the oh, cape, I miss that. Which is just funny to me um and the cape hanging in the background uh when he's on the phone call to smallville yeah the dirty uh, I liked, suit i like that moment it did yeah. have me thinking of like do they just have a prop dirty suit that is always the dirty suit whenever he has to clean the suit because it's not the first time he's had to clean the suit yeah. yeah yeah um how are they not together yet well in this case clark pretty clear clark yeah it doesn't want him to be um was it a fun watch for me, it was. I, I did really enjoy it. Maybe it's just because I haven't revisited any in a long time. And uh, this is the first time I've done that. But yeah, I was I was all in. I enjoyed the whole thing. It went by super quick for me. Maybe because I missed five minutes of it um, <laughs> without realizing it. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it was good for me. And like I said earlier, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I like Like, it just didn't get that shit enough for me to be angry at it, which is generally why I like take points away. Fair. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, best, best scene. I think we talked, I oh, mean, for me, yeah, yeah. easily their first conversation about yeah, what I was screened and screened and screened and you weren't there. Yeah. That was, that's just, that line itself is so good. It makes the whole scene. And, yep. and yeah, yeah, that was, that was, and again, like her performance is just spot on. And yeah. I, I Harry, just love it. Um, Harry, <laughs> Harry Thatcher, <laughs> Terry Hatcher. She's very good. She's a great yeah. actress. And, and I really like anything I see her in, you know. Best use of Superman. I mean, like he jumps out of a helicopter after Lois. Yeah. And, I mean, his x-ray vision solves the whole, like kind of saves the day too. Yeah. But it's not like, it's not an exciting moment. We do um, get like most of the powers in this episode, which is interesting. Yeah. He was busy. He was busy. Yeah. Um, I mean, super cape activation, maybe. Because that was sure. Because <laughs> I'm still a little mad about that, but <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take that. Um, we already talked about best Lois and Clark moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it was it a good episode for our main three? Was it a good episode for Lois? I I think so. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was all about her, so she's yeah, getting yeah. a lot of screen time. Um, but if you asked her at the end of the episode if it was a good episode for her, she might say no. No, considering what, what news she just got so yep, that's fair. um that's interesting and then for clark um clark and superman are hard to separate now which we yeah. were doing previously right yeah i'm just gonna say like clark i think clark did have a lot to do because it's clark clark's that, emotions right? yeah it's clark they yeah. get to do the well, I like I just yeah, exactly what what you're thinking. They get to do the um scene that we loved as Clark and Lois. They get to do the hashing stuff out of the planet stuff as Clark and Lois. So I guess in that way. Yeah. And, and, he, and then they still get too. Yeah, but then they still get the breakup scene as Superman. So like yeah. Superman also got some good shit. I think beyond so too. just the standard stupid it was good for yeah, this, it was good. This it is the good argument for, I'm a, gonna say. Like, good, this is a good episode, dude. Yeah. I, I agree. think I think this is a great episode. And I don't know what rules we established for this because, you know, her knowing is new. But, like, I think that's what we do. Like, anytime he's in the suit is when we qualify good episode yeah. for Superman. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, yeah. good episode for Superman is, like, did he get to 
do shit. You know, well, he when he's in the yes. city, also he talks to her differently. He does play it differently, which which I kind of love that he does that, even though he really doesn't have to anymore in public for sure. I like I yeah. love that, but I also just like him by their bedside, and like you get to see him as Superman just be kind of wounded. Yeah, yeah, and worried Clark. But that, but even that character felt like a different person really? than the Clark that she talked to earlier to me. It felt Interesting. like it felt like Clark needed to be Superman to feel strong enough to do that. I love that idea. Maybe. Oh shit, I like that idea. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Maybe that's a little headcanon headcanon that, that yeah. he's got going on. Um for me for me it's an I think it's an eight. Like I think it could have been funnier, you know. Like, and and it's not. Mem- this- it's not going to be a memorable episode. Yeah, nothing too memorable about it. Star just weighs me down. Um, Fair, but but there's uh, uh, like the emotion stuff in it. I think is great. But ten out of ten yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, ten out of ten because it, it's. It, it, I, I'm probably biased because I'm coming back. Um, yeah. But I I I enjoyed it. It was good, and, and it hit it hit all the stuff that I like about the show. So I'm I'm happy. You know. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, next week is truly like the most forgettable plot you'll ever see. Oh, uh, <laughs> but it'll be fun. Um. Not next week. We're gonna do every two weeks for a while, as we've already established in the previous episode. Um. As we kind of get back to doing this normally, and then we'll. we'll We'll update you when when that changes, but we're, we're going to try to stay consistent with it. We've missed doing this, obviously. We're rusty, so give us some time. But I'm so excited to be back, dude. It's it's nice to be back, and yeah, yeah. forgive us. I think we're talking over each other a little more than we usually do. Well, that's the thing um, too, because we're on Zoom for the first time. That is different. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Um, but it was still fun, and and it was a good episode. And I'm glad to be back. So this is cool. this is great, man. So what's what's going on for you outside of Metropolis these days? <laughs> Everything's uh, outside of Metropolis for you these days. I've uh, been playing a lot of video games. Been working on my own writing. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, you know, it's exciting. I got into Elite Smash this morning, which if if anyone, which I doubt, knowing our audience, anyone really knows that, what that means, but it just means I, I broke into a top ranking section of uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Players this morning, which which puts me in the top eight percent of players uh which is, is that just something too i think so it might be that's regional. nuts man it might be regional uh but i think it is worldwide and um yeah so that was really exciting and fun because i've been playing that a lot during my downtime my brother's really good at it so i started playing so we could have something to do together but mm-hmm. he was so good he would just kick the shit out of me and it wasn't really fun um <laughs> And so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to at least be able to not get completely obliterated by him. And uh, I, I got pretty good at it. And uh, they added a character from a video game I used to really love as a kid. So I've been playing as him, Banjo and Kazooie, um, which oh, is a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bear with a bird in a backpack and it yeah. like shoots eggs and shits out grenade eggs. And um, it's a lot of fun. So that was, that was cool for me. That was exciting. Cool. I, I <laughs> um, want to get, I've been dying to get a PlayStation five, that you know don't exist on store shelves right now. Oh yeah. Um, for that same thing, like I, I, I just want to play with a friend because I'm like, uh, we need to hang. So we need to feel like do. we're hanging out somehow. Yeah, there's so little to do socially right now. It's yeah. like I'm desperate to find um, 
anything as well. I totally get that. Yep. Anyway, what's going on outside us. of Metropolis with you? You oh, didn't, you didn't um, do one unless your PlayStation Five one was that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, nothing. <laughs> you know, the same as you. Honestly, writing and yeah. I want to play a video game whenever I get the console. Um, uh, oh, this I don't think we talked about uh, on microphone. Friend of the show, Christine Bartolucci, helped me out with a very cool thing that I, I shared on this. the social. But um, I bought a a photo slide that was just an exterior shot of the daily planet from this show from back in the day. And she helped me scan it and order like a big giant fuck off poster print of it. So I just got the notification today that it's being shipped. So by the time we record next time, I should have it on my wall. I cannot wait that's to, like, awesome. stare at this thing as we're talking about this show but like yeah will you post it on our socials um but I yeah see you, I, just, I see you active on there thanks for keeping that yeah I, I, I try to but um you know i'm just so aesthetically still just like in love with this show that i i just like can't wait to have this giant portal to it on my wall. oh hell yeah man that's um awesome. meanwhile also on the red bubble store i've got a bunch of um superman designs and lois and clark specific designs uh, get them while you can, because once again, Redbubble, real good at taking stuff down. So, got it. None of it, uh, all of it is uh, labeled as Falk something. But meanwhile, that's been us. We'll see you next time. Uh, and for Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, I've been Matt Truex. And I'm Ryan Albertson. Falk off, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye.